Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Loyalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. to Jesus and just speak to him for a moment or two just speak to him 
ask him to, as we come before his word, ask him to speak to you. Ask him to speak to you. Masi palo kase palo kaya. Prando brindo rivade prevede. Roteski palo ba she palo ba do brondi brevede. Speak to us. Speak to us. In a way that will understand, Lord. We humble ourselves. You have shown me so much mercy. Have your way in this place. Much more than I deserve. Thank you, Jesus. Onishe Iyanu You're the God of awesome wonders I've tasted of your power Onishe Iyanu You have shown me so much mercy Much more than I deserve Taste it off your 
indeed you are a God of awesome wonder. And we have tasted of your power. You have shown us mercy beyond what we deserve. Thank you for today. Today, visit us by your spirit and by your word. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy to be here? Wow. Well, tonight, tonight I want to share something little with you. Maybe let's read a scripture and then we'll pick it from them. Matthew chapter number 4. We're reading from verse number 14. Or let's, let's start from 17 to save some time. Matthew 4, 17, Bible says, And from that time Jesus went about preaching and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, for they were casting their net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said, and he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Hallelujah. Now, I explain this scripture and we close. Now, in this piece of scripture, Bible says that things had happened. Jesus had gone to the wilderness, fasted, everything. Then after that, he started to preach. And his message was simple. It was about the kingdom of God. God has always been about the kingdom of God since. Do you get it? But he was busy doing his work. Then he saw two guys. One named Simon and and his brother Andrew. These guys were also busy with their lives. Bible says they were casting their nets. Jesus went by their workplace. Their office was at the Sea of Galilee. Do you get it? So he went by their workplace. And when he went there, they were busy with their jobs. It's like saying that he went by the taxi rank. So he, thought he saw two taxi drivers. He went by UKZN. So he saw two students. He went by municipality. So he saw Unati and Gail. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, they, and what were they doing? They were also busy with their lives, their jobs. Bible says they were casting their nets. Why? They were fishers. The Bible had to explain it because maybe they had their net and they were throwing, disposing of it. So the Bible had to let you know clearly that they were doing their job. They were fishers. Hallelujah. Do you get it? That's how life is. God is busy with what he is doing. And you are also busy with what you are doing. Then your, our paths cross. God's path crosses our path. Or our path crosses God's path. So he was busy preaching. Repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. They were also busy fishing. Hallelujah. Then when he saw them, he called out unto them. 
he said, follow me. He gave them an invitation. He asked them to come and join with what he is doing, which is what has happened to all of us. So all of us who are here tonight, Jesus has called out unto us. We were busy with something. Even if you were doing nothing, you were busy doing nothing. And he was busy building his church, building the kingdom of God. And your paths cross. Whether it crossed through Bishop Larry, crossed through Joel, crossed through Leah, it crossed through one of the agents of God. And you were called or invited to come and partake in what God is doing. Now, he says something to them. He says, follow me and I will make you fishes of men. Good. What is he saying? He said, come and join me with what I'm doing. As you come to join me with what I'm doing, I am going to make something out of your life. As we are working with God, God's intention is to make something out of our lives. Hallelujah. I said God is making something out of your life. He saw ordinary fishermen and he told them, he that you have been fishing for fishes, but you will now fish for men. I'm going to make something out of your life. I'm beginning a new series which I call How to Be Great. How to Be Great. Amen. And we are going to go through a few things that we need to do because everybody who has followed God and walk with God. God has made them great. He's made something out of their lives. These disciples who were ordinary fishers. Bible says that Jesus made a promise to them. He said they would, the 12 cities of heaven will be named after them. So when we get to heaven. You may be in Peter's city. You may be in. Um, who are the 12 disciples? Joel is not a disciple. Please. Jesus' disciples. Why do you mention Joel at this time? John, James, Andrew, Bartholomew, Thomas, Nathaniel. Do you get it? These cities. These cities. They are great. God has made them. God will make you also great. In Genesis chapter 12, we see a typical example of somebody who was a nobody and God turned his life around. His name was Abraham. Bible says, now the Lord has said to Abraham, get thee out of your country, out of your kindred, out of your father's house, into a land which I will show you. And I will bless you. And I will make thee a great nation. And I will make your name great. And in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Hallelujah. Now, Abraham, before Abraham, when you read, I think, verse 5, Bible says, And Abraham was 75 years when he departed from Haran. Now, let me give you a little background into Abraham. Don't tell him. He was 75 years. He had married a wife and he was living in his father's house. I mean, you can see how useless his life was. 75. 
still living in his father's house. And even when he had married, he couldn't afford his own place. Sad that he was living with his father. How do you know that he was living with his father? You read it. He said, get thee out of your father's house. Out of your father's house. God had to evict him from the house. And God's promise to him was that I will make you great. I'll make you a great nation. Number one, to start, this guy, individual, can't afford the house. God was now talking to me that I'm going to make you into a nation. Not just a nation, you know. Because some of us would like to be a nation. No, you forget about great. Just nation. The nation of Chechnya. I mean, at least you have your own flag. And you have your own national anthem. And your own currency. And your own president. I mean, that's powerful. How much more that he says, I'll make you a great nation. Not just a nation, but a great nation. Another example is a guy named Isaac. In Genesis 26, the Bible says, And there was a famine in the land besides the famine that was in the day of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, and unto Gerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I will show thee. And he says, Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. Verse 4, he says, I will fulfill the promise that I made to your father Abraham. What was the promise that was made to Abraham? That I will make you great. Alright? Bible verses, Bible says, And Isaac dwelt in Gerah. When you go to verse 12, the Bible says that, And Isaac sowed in that land, and reaped that same year a hundredfold. And that man, or that guy Isaac, became great, or he waxed great. And he moved forward, and became very great. And the Philistines envied him. Not just great, but very, it will become your story. It will be your story. As we join hands with God and we do what God is doing, build his church, God's intention is to make us great. It's to make something out of our lives. Isaac was, look, look, Isaac was your typical cheese boy who was not going to make it in life. Why do I know so? You know, in Genesis 25, Abraham, his father, was dying. And Abraham, his father, gave him everything that he had. Abraham had a few other children. In Genesis 35, Abraham had a few other children here, there, here, there. And then he gave them money and he sent them away. He let them travel. Yeah. So that he would be left with a child of promise, who is Isaac. Isaac had never been poor before from the day he was born. Recently, I sat with a man of God. He told me, I have, I have never been poor before. So when people talk about poverty, I like to hear it because I, I can't. I've not had that experience. So I like to hear people's stories so that I can understand. Because the church also has poor people. And don't blame the pastor. Jesus said, the poor you have with you always. From the day Jesus said that thing, poor people cannot finish from this earth. 
So Isaac had been rich. When his father was dying, his father gave him everything. He didn't know how to work to make things appear. Then suddenly, there was a famine. Now, Abraham's riches, he had survived a famine. That's why the Bible says, and there was a famine in the land besides the famine that was in the days of Abraham. So it means in the days of Abraham, there was a famine. But Abraham was a survivor and he had survived it. But when they got to Isaac, because he was a cheese boy, his parents had given him everything that he ever needed. I mean, if you consider how long they had to wait before the child came, you can understand why they will give the child everything the child asked for. But when the famine came, the famine wiped him out completely. And he said to himself, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. And I'm going to have an agreement with him so that he can help me to go into Egypt. His survival plan was that I'm going to do the things that I want to do to help me to survive. I'm going to Egypt. In those days, Egypt was like America. If you are in Africa, Egypt was like South Africa. Everybody was trying to go to Egypt. So he had gone to see a connection man. And this connection man was called Abimelech. He was living in a city called Gerar. Then when he got to Gerar, smile at me. It's free. Just smile. It's free. Good. Back to what I was saying. (laughs) just smile if you smile you will see less muscles even if your energy is left with 10% if you smile you use fewer muscles so we'll finish before you get a low battery what was I saying no before connection man yeah, so we'll take it from somewhere. You just cut and paste. Good. So, that was his plan. But whilst he was at it, God appeared to him. And God said to him, you know what? Forget about your plans. Don't go to Egypt. Stay where I have put you. If you stay here, I will make you great. If you do things my way, I will make you great. If you follow my instructions, I will make you great. He said, I promise your father that I will make him great. I will fulfill that promise to you. Bible says, a few verses later, this same guy called Isaac, he had become great. And he was now moving forward. May you become great and may you move forward. Sometimes life has presented this way in a way that you don't know. Are you moving forward? Are you moving backwards? But from today, may you begin to move forward. Some of you have done the church. uh, 15, 9, 15, 9. It's like a lottery number. 15, 9, 15, 9, 15, 9. May your church begin to move forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 15, 9, 12, 15, 9, 12, 15, 9, 12. That's lotto numbers. 
Yeah. But when you start seeing 100 and this, you have moved out of Lotto number church attendance records. May you move out of Lotto number church attendance records. Yeah. What a shock. I never thought about it. Lotto numbers. <laughs> 99, then you are finished. Yeah, Yvonne used to stick Lotto a lot. So. And he said he became very great. Said that people started to envy. People will start to envy you. People will give yourself one year. People will start to envy you. People will start to envy you. If we do things God's way. So I'm going to share with you a couple of keys. My prayer is that you will come along. Because, you know, one of the things that I find out is that people want to have what God has. But they want to have it their way. They don't want to follow God's way of getting it done. Yeah. Over the years, that's what I've realized. Uh, I said that what? God is going to make us great. Okay, so make us great. But, you know, I'm doing one or two things. Whilst I'm doing God should just put the greatness. Uh, you know, it's not a problem. Or after all, at the end, I'll be great. Is that not it? Yeah, so God should just add it to my things. Then everything. No. Terms and conditions apply. So the key I want to share with you, I want to start tonight with the key of obedience. 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 These two examples that we have seen in the Bible, all of them obeyed God. Abraham, God said, go somewhere, I'll show you, don't know, go and be a foreigner somewhere. Bible says, and Abraham departed, verse 4, as the Lord had commanded him. He just, God commanded him, he obeyed him. You say you make me great? Why don't you make me great here? My friends are here. My neighbors are here. My family members are here. Wouldn't it be nice if I am great where my family members are? I mean, if you are going to bless me with a powerful car, bless me in a place where my friends, even my enemies are, so that they can see my car, so that I can fulfill Psalm 23. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Why do you want to make me great at Newcastle when I am from Peter Marisbeck? If I'm great here, even all those my teachers in school who looked at me and said, you are good for nothing, they'll see that I've become something. All those people, even that girl who said no to me will now see that, hey, Things are not the way they used to be. Don't ask me why. I wanted to be great so that I come and pass where if wise and I'll be moving like that. Yeah. And I'll say, give me a high five. Psych. And I'll change my walking. I'll get a bounce in my step. Yeah. 
Yeah. But God said, go and be great somewhere else. That is my condition. You would not be great here. You will be great somewhere else. He'll be great somewhere else. The Bible says he obeyed. Isaac. He also went to Gerar. He didn't want to be in Gerar. Gerar, he had no plans. For, the only thing he was going there was to take a visa. Just to get a visa to go to Egypt. He wanted to go and be great in Egypt, the land of his dream. America, land of the free, home of the brave. To live the American dream. My God. He wanted to stand in front of the Trump Towers and say, I'm great here. On the streets of New York in front of the Trump Towers and say, I'm great here. And check in. Apalagoma is in front of the Trump Towers. God said, no, 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 no. You are going to be great, but you are going to be great in Gera. It's up to you. You either live in Gera and be great, or you make your journey to Egypt and go and be a slave. These are my conditions. Listen up, guys. As we have already accepted to join God with what he's doing, why don't we go the full distance? The full distance by obeying him and becoming great the way he wants us to be great. Why not? Why not? Obey and be great. The Bible says, and I think dwelt in that land. He dwelt there. I'm sure he didn't have friends. Maybe even this Abimelech guy, he just had his contact from uh, the internet. He was searching visa contractors. Then the name came up, Abimelech, because it starts with A. It came up because there were other visa contractors. He did a Google search. He could have contacted Yvonne, but Yvonne starts with Y, not an E. So, it was down the list. But Abimelech, A-B. So, it's not... <laughs> it's not Avon. So, even if, even if it was Avon, Abimelech would have come before Avon. Still. So, maybe it's through Google. Then he found Abimelech. So if Abimelech is not his friend, the people were Philistines, enemies of God, enemies of the Jews. So he was a total stranger in the land. God said, Live here. Bible says, And he obeyed and he dwelt in that land. Will you obey God when he asks you to do something? Will you? Will you? 
Disobedience to God brings you to the lowest level of God's chain. God is like your GPS navigator. Is it that lady who talks on the GPS, Samantha? Yeah, depending on where you bought yours from. Do you get it? Depending on... I don't know why it's not a man. You can change it to a man. But men will be very harsh. Hey, turn left. I'm talking to you over there. Turn left. As you are going, turn right. Be very careful, you this stubborn girl. When your mother spoke to you, I told me you won't listen. You are driving, you said you are going to. Where you are going, have you asked your parents before you are going? You turn left. If it was a man, you can easily be taken back home. <laughs> you have typed in cascades. As soon as you start the car, you start to move. You ask, why are you going to cascade? <laughs> what are you going to do there? Have you told your, your mother? Turn left. Continue straight. Actually, I've changed my mind. Go back home. <laughs> That's why it's Samantha. Victoria, depending on who's on duty, then you are going out. God is like that. He's taking you somewhere, but he will not tell you everything from the beginning. He has just told you that the destination is greatness. And then you start to go. As you go, in 300 meters, read your Bible. Um, God, I'm tired. Your next move is dependent on the, what you are going to read. And you keep saying, I'm tired, you are going elsewhere. God is waiting at the Bible for you, rerouting you to come back. You would, look, Samantha, sometimes you reroute, you don't come back to God. He's rerouting you back to the same. Because everything is in that verse. You have to come back to that verse. Then you keep moving. You keep moving. It's time to separate from that friend. Oh God, but she has been my roommate since I first came into this Peter Mary's place. Who, who am I? It's time to separate from that roommate. Oh, but God, she's not a bad person. She's actually a very good cook. When I'm with her, I can get some good food to eat. God, when I'm no longer with her, all I can eat is bread. (laughs) So you are going with a friend, then you say, turn left, keep left at the fork. Meanwhile, your friend is going to go right. Keep left. Yeah, keep left. In 150 meters, at the fork, keep left. Yeah. At the runabout, take the second exit. And you have decided that I'm take, my friend is taking the first exit. So I'm going with my friend. 
Meanwhile, God needs you to separate from your friend at that juncture. Yeah. Separate from that friend. Hey, God. You know, I can do everything but the food, oh, God. God, you know that I can't cook. And then I thought when I was in second year, I thought you answered my prayer by bringing me this roommate who can cook very, very, very well. Sometimes some of you are with friends in the church. They have started backsliding. It's time to move on. I said it's time to move on or else you also backslide. You also backslide. It's time to take a decision and say, you know something, where I'm going, you are not going there. Yeah, let's separate. As I stand here, there was a time in my life, all my roommates from university were all missionaries. As I stand here, my roommate from first year is a bishop. My roommate from second year is a bishop. My roommates, all my it's like we are all on a certain path. We are all of us, yeah. There are four of us, two are now bishops. It's like with the two of us, simple like that. Simple like that. There's no eh, me. I just I just want to serve God, but I'll be singing at the back. No, 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 no. I know you, you are an acquaintance, you we know you, but you are not my body body. I'm sure there are four of us like that. Yeah. Yeah. Simple and short. Oh God, let me hold on. Let me hold on to this. Look, Lot was going to lead Abraham to Sodom and Gomorrah. So as soon as there was a little confusion, Abraham said, you know something? Let's separate Choose where you want to go. When I see where you are going, because you, you will show me where God is leading me. Because wherever you will choose to go, that is where I will not go so that I can go away from you. And Lot chose. And when he chose, he chose what looked good. And he went on that journey. But he ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah. If you want to see a place, you think South Africa is bad, try Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> try Sodom and Gomorrah. South Africa, I mean, there's violence, there's crime, there's sexual immorality, and all these things. But people are not sleeping with angels. In Sodom and Gomorrah, the men are tired of the women, they are now into angels. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. They are tired of the women. They are tired of the men. They are now into angels. Yeah. Look. I was telling some people, I don't know where, but I think it was this weekend, that there are different types of evil that move around. I saw a group of boys in the Bible. They, they are very bad. They needed money to go and chill. They had a meeting. Then they decided, let's sell one of our brothers. That was the conclusion they came to. How to get money. They said, oh, this is our brother. He has muscles. He can work hard. Let's sell him. And use the money to go and chill. Levels of bad boys. Hey. 
You are just selling mobile phone. You think your type, your type has not come before. <laughs> so, you are selling mobile phones. You are joking. People are selling their brothers. <laughs> yeah, that's what Joseph's brothers did to him. They sold him human trafficking. They were into human trafficking long ago. Long ago. Sure. God's way. It says, in 400 meters, marry. And God, you know me, I'm a Zulu man. My older brother must marry before my younger brother. And my younger brother must marry before my grandfather. And my grandfather, look, marry. Or else you are going to get into problems. Meanwhile, this is your older brother we are talking about. Marriage is not on his plans at all. He's planning to marry when he's 47. He's beginning to develop some sicknesses. And he needs somebody to nurse him. That's when he's planning to get a Zulu girl and marry her. To nurse him. Meanwhile, you are a young, able-bodied man. Good for ministry work. So I want to buy a car first. I heard a story of a brother. Married. He said, I want to have something before I marry. So we asked him, have what? So I want to have something. So we said, okay, no problem. Let's be realistic. We like being realistic in our analysis. For the next one year, how much is your salary? If you don't spend on anything, multiply your salary by 12. How much will you have? And then add your bonus. And let's see how much will you have. Even if you are not spending, you are not paying rent, you are not doing any, how much will you have? You are not eating anything. How much will you have? And still the person had nothing. So it's like, think about it, be practical. What will you have? I want to get a fridge. I want to get a fridge. When I get a fridge, Ashley, I will now marry. I'm closing. Deuteronomy 28. I want to have a fridge. Seriously, I want to have a fridge. <laughs> fridge! And sometimes also, is it, look, pastor, is it bad to have a fridge? Look, you must have a fridge. Ask for a fridge. I mean, fridge is, uh, I mean, you must have a fridge. Look, when, when I came on missions here, You see, what I realize is that many people are not realistic and practical in their thinking and analysis. Me, when I came on missions, my salary was 2,000 rands. And I didn't have couches. So I went to buy couches. Do you know how much my couches cost me? 800 rands. And I bargained. Oh, I mean, I bargained. I went to a second hand shop. 
bugging them, bugging them, bugging them, bugging. Till I bought the, it was 1.2, I bugging to 800. Hmm. I tell you. And I took it home. And I took a sponge and then, and I almost said sponge and knife. It was Bishop Larry and myself. I went with him. Then he said, brother, start from there. I'm also starting from here. We washed the couch. We washed it and polished it. The couch was now smiling. Then we dried it. Then we set it up there. Yeah. No, that's my story, not his story. He had, he had a couch. I don't want to tell you. He had a couch. I think leopard, leopard skin couch. He wanted to give it to me. I said, look. Oh boy, I know you love me, but I'm not trying to have a game reserve. So. Look, we have been dealing together for years. So you, you are now seeing us, but we have been dealing together for years. I remember he wanted to give me, I don't know whether it was leopard or tiger. Tiger, eh? Yeah, tiger. You know Tiger from Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, <laughs> Tiger. I said, oh boy, <laughs> God loves you and so do I. <laughs> now, I used that 800 rand couch for over eight years. Yeah, to make sure that every year I use 100 rands of it. My children tried to kill the couch. I didn't allow them. One day, no, full set. Two seater, two two seaters. Do you understand? Two two seaters. That is two by two, four. And then two, one. Yeah, check it. It's like my dressing. It was dark blue like this. And then the single ones were like my shirt. Like that. Hey. They are still alive. Hmm. One day, it was winter. And my wife and I were in the room. My, since my children came, they've, they've just relegated us to our room. So we're in the room. Then I started to smell something. So I told my wife, are you cooking? She said, no. I said, mm, something smells funny. So we rushed to the living room. When we came, smoke. So we put out the fire. Every, the couch was on fire. So we we asked the guys, those two guys, yes, the witnesses, that what happened to the couch? That day I heard the wildest story I've ever heard. I was told that. I can't mention which of them said it, but I was told that the couch was feeling cold. So they pushed the heater, the heater, 
to the couch. No, no, not that. No, no, no. I think some of you get the story. Not that the couch was cold, so when you sit on it, you feel cold. No, they were thinking about the couch. That the couch is feeling cold. So the heater should be close to the couch so that the couch can feel... They were not sitting on the couch. No, they were, they were sitting by the TV. And the couch was on that side. So the heater being here to keep them warm, no. They push it to the couch to help the couch. So the couch was melting. We came to put off the fire. We look at where the, 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 the patch is. We say, oh, you still have life in you. Sit down there. And we continue with it. Be practical. You have just started life. You say you need a couch before you can marry. You have gone to buy a couch from Goma Goma, 56,000 rands. You can never finish paying. Goma Goma. Ask your neighbor, do you know Goma Goma? Goma Goma, even the arm alone, very big. It can't even fit in your room. So you have nowhere to step in. When you are walking on, you tiptoe. By say, yeah, I have goma goma. I want to get something from, from, from my uncle in the furniture business, Joshua Dor. Look, better go to the Indian guy here and buy one couch and come and start sitting on it. As you prosper, you will buy more. Yeah. Yeah. Obedience. One final scripture I close. Deuteronomy 28. In Deuteronomy 28, Moses is about to bless the children of Israel. And he gives them an opening statement. He says, it will come to pass if you diligently hearken unto the commandments which I command you this day. And if thou shalt observe and to do as is written this day, as I'm commanding you this day, then the Lord shall set thee on high upon above all the nations. He said, God is going to lift you and to raise up your status. But the key is very simple. If you are hacking, that is, you will listen. He said, if you are hacking diligently, it means you will listen intelligently. Sometimes, not all instructions are explicit. Hey, by this, I should go straight. But he said, focus. What do you think focus means? It's not just a car. Focus. It means stay on track. He said, if you will listen intelligently. Yeah. It's not just a car. So, but so I've said it plainly that as as go straight, maintain straight. You over there, maintain straight. No, he said focus. Focus means let your eyes look straight before thee. Proverbs 4.25. Not all instructions are clear, clear. Sometimes they are speaking to somebody to speak to you. No, sometimes by the way you are, if you are spoken to directly, you won't listen. If you are, not, not that even you won't listen, but like, you will give an attitude. Like recently there was, there was something, and I needed to blast somebody. But I realized that the way I need to blast the person, I can blast the person out of the church. So I, I called somebody. 
in the presence of the, the person I'm going to blast. And I blasted the other person. As a deflector. <laughs> As a defle- do, you, do you know what a deflection is? You see, you hit the shot this way, but then it hit the wall. Then it goes that way, yeah. So it's like, I want to blast, um, what's your name again? Uncle Spa. So I call, Uncle Spa is already around. Then I said, call me Lungani. Then I blasted Lungani. <laughs> Let some hair grow on your head. You can't be pastoring the church with this bald head. Meanwhile, we all know. I said, we all know that here, we all know that Lungani has hair. He has hair. He has shown us over time. He has even given some to Joel. Do you see? He has hair. But our man, do you get it? So it's like, as I'm blasting Lungani, I'm expecting our man to hear. Because if I give it straight to our man, it's like medication. That's why sometimes they put it in a capsule. Do you know the capsule? The medication has different colors. Red and blue, yellow and red, green and red. Do you get it? If they give you green and red, your case is very serious. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So they put it in the capsule so that when you swallow it, you don't taste the medication. Do you see? And then by the time it gets to where it's supposed to go, it has dissolved out of the capsule. The capsule has dissolved. Then the medication goes there. I'm, I'm also a type of doctor. I'm also a type of doctor. So a deflection. You should be able to hear from the as he hear from the deflection and and start thinking. So he said, if you will listen diligently, intelligently. Oh, but if you was thinking, why didn't you tell me? You can't handle it if we tell you. We have to put it in a capsule. We have to put it in what a capsule. Yeah, a capsule. Also, when you see it, it's, oh, it's too bitter. Have you, how many times have you tried to give children medicine that they say it's too bitter? Even when I see my children complaining about medicine that is bitter now, I, 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 I know that if they were born in our time, they wouldn't survive. Because in our time, they are not developed this panadol with strawberry, panadol with vanilla, I mean medicine that is like ice cream. They are not discovered. You take the medicine raw. Look, when they put the paracetamol in your mouth and you swallow, for the next three days, everything tastes better. Everything. You can even eat sugar. You see, sugar tastes better. Castor oil. They pour it in your mouth. After that, everything you eat, you throw up. Now they've put it in something. You swallow and it opens in your stomach. For some of us, that's how the instruction must come. That's how it But if we give it to you direct like that, you? So it says, if you will listen intelligently. Yeah. And then observe and do. Observe 
observed and do. Some of us can listen, listen intelligently, hear it, observe it, but won't do it. Yet you want God to make you great. Oh, Pastor, you see, your preaching about the title was very, very tight. It was very tight, Pastor. Very tight. There was no escape for anybody. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, look. No matter how much we try to wiggle our way out, nobody could escape. But. (laughs) End of the month. End of the month. By end of the month. Pastor. How about next month? Pastor, you know the year is almost over. You know, everything, if you want to do it well, it's good to start from the beginning. So, you know, because even if I start paying now till the end of the year, God will still say that 2018 I didn't pay time. So, you let's wait. The 2019 will start from 1st of January. Pastor, you will be shocked. I will shock you. I said, Pastor, I will shock you. Prophet was telling us a story of somebody who owed him. And the person said to him, Pastor, don't worry. God will do it. (laughs) After some time, he said, Pastor, why are you afraid? God will do it. Two months later, Pastor, don't you trust God? God will do it. So one day he said, he told them, you see, listen, as for God, I trust him. It's you that I don't trust. He said, pastor, don't worry. I am telling you, God will do it. So one day he was tired, so he told the person, you know something? It's okay. Keep the money. Then the guy said, pastor, I told you, God will do it. God has done it. I told you. I told you, God has done it. God has done it. I told you to trust God. God has done it. He has made the way where there was no way. Hallelujah. It's the sound of breakthrough. I said, you see, Pastor, God has done it. Yeah. He has done it. But Moses said to them, if you will keep these commandments, which I command you this day, then the Lord thy God who set you high above all nations. Church of God, in our road to greatness, we must learn to obey God. If you and I will obey God, God will set us high. You will be lifted from a low level to a high level. Samuel was on a high level when he disobeyed God. Saul was on a high level when he disobeyed God. God brought him down. First Samuel fifteen twenty two. Samuel said to him, "Don't you know that to obey God is better than to sacrifice?" Many of us are trying to make sacrifices for our disobedience, yet we wonder why things don't work in a certain way. It's time to put away disobedience so that our obedience. Will work for us. Church of God, this is just key number one. 
Next Tuesday, God willing, we'll look at key number two. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Lift your hands for just a short time. Pray for yourself and say, Lord, as you desire to make me great, help me to obey. Help me to be obedient to you. To be obedient to your word. To be obedient to your ways. To be obedient to you. To follow you in obedience. Let me be like Abraham who did what you asked him to do. Let me be like Isaac who lived where you asked him to live. Help us. 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 Pray for yourself. You know where you have been disobedient. You know where you have been stubborn. But today, pray that stubbornness will fall away. That stubbornness will fall away. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. Help us, help us, Lord. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.